Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Hello, Melina. What do you think of this episode, season two, episode three, Still Broken? We got to see the kids. Got to see lots of flashbacks. Yes, this was actually a fairly emotionally heavy episode, and I think they handled it in a way that you didn't feel really overwhelmed, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't a lot of like, in some, I guess, more dramas and stuff, they, they make the emotions very, very extra, I feel, sometimes. Yeah. And like very, very, everyone's like, oh, I'm so angsty right now. Yeah, really like melodramatic. But I like about the show is that it has a lot of comedy to undercut that. The way they handle grief is sometimes very realistic. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a comedy, obviously. We're, we're not saying everything. But before we go any further, do you want to hear a summary? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, so Herb's funeral. So spoiler alert, everybody. Herb passed away. Herb's funeral brings together Charlotte Carson and the cast of Horsin' Around, Joel, Bradley, and Sarah Lynn. Charlotte is actually in New Mexico, not Maine anymore, and she invites Bojack to visit her when he gets the chance. Joelle, Bradley, and Sarah Lynn embark on a scavenger hunt to find Herb's lost goal, and they uncover a conspiracy about how Herb died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a good summary? It is a good summary. Isn't that so much fun, like going on a gold hunt, scavenger hunt? Yeah, it definitely made it seem like Herb wanted the kids to have like even though they're not actually kids anymore he wanted them to kind of have like that moment and he was setting it up for them to really enjoy his funeral um i thought that was really sweet of him because he really thought about horsing around and the cast as a family as they Mm -hmm. show in the flashback but also as like his his baby and so he wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that they were still together yeah, like th- throughout when he was still on um, horsing around, even afterwards, like he would c- like help the kids out with their private problems. He would call mm-hmm. the kids. He would even afterwards when he was going to write his book, like he was telling Sarah Lynn about it, being like, hey, yeah. can you make sure this gets published? Yes. And not only just can you make sure this gets published, he asked her, can you please sober up, which is more for her benefit, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I want this to get published. And I don't think I can trust you. Like, I want to give you this responsibility, but you need to show me. And I think to some degree, though, Bojack played the dad on TV. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I think Herb really was the the father behind. So maybe they were just a family mm-hmm. with two dads, right? Like Herb played a very fathery role as well. Hmm. Well, for Bojack, we I guess he was fatherly, but I, I don't remember, we don't see too much of him acting. Like the the only thing, the one that really stands out to me is back in season one, episode two, when Sarah Lynn's under the table and yeah. he's telling her like, "Gotta do this for the audience." Like that's the kind of thing that stuck out to me, and I'm not sure how much of that that he portrays to the kids. Yeah, and it looks like he didn't really do he didn't really talk to the kids off screen that much mm-hmm. um, and, and off, not off screen, but off stage. Right. Like he doesn't even remember mm-hmm. who Bradley's mom is, even though yeah. he's, he broke up, you know, his parents' marriage and he doesn't remember really anything else about Sarah Lynn's life and Joelle's life, mm-hmm. but he didn't even keep in touch with them. Right. To, he was on screen. He was their dad. Um, yeah. And he likes to play family, but I don't think he really participated in it and was invested the same way Herb was. Mm-hmm. And play family, that's a good word. Like, a lot of people like to 
just imagine they just have to do it for a short amount of time and they don't have to worry yes. about all of the bad not bad but like the hard things that comes along yes, with the an actual things. like family yeah and herb was actually putting in that that work which is sort of ironic in the sense where they were on a show that was all about family mm-hmm. and almost everybody was part of this herb bojack joelle sarah lynn bradley they don't really talk about their families being supportive or present in that right like herb doesn't really have a family bojack doesn't mm-hmm. have one joelle seems to not really have one she's off in london uh sarah lynn doesn't really have her family present right mm-hmm. and even bradley talks about how when he was a kid his parents got divorced because of bojack mm-hmm. bojack just wrecking families man yeah. i do think of all of them bradley is the most well-adjusted what are your thoughts who do you think is the most well-adjusted i would say either bradley or joelle bradley because i think he's like well, it's also hard to say because we only know one thing about his life True. is that he's he's a business owner for some hardware shop, I think. Yeah, in Seattle. But I think it was yeah. smart for him to go away from the limelight for a little bit. He played a mm-hmm. Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joelle, we don't know too much about her. I think she was trying to be an actress. Yes, she's trying to be an actor. And if you notice in the flashback, Herb tells her, you know, why are you on doing TV? You're a real actor. You should be on doing theater. And then mm-hmm. look, she's now trying to do theater in London's West End. Mm-hmm. So she she ended up taking Herb's advice, quite literally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Without the, the British accent and all. Oh my goodness. That Brit- <laughs> That's why I think Joelle is not completely well-adjusted because uh-huh. she sort of seems to be masking with that accent but also we don't know enough information right and i think that's a valid point to bring up yeah like yeah because i because like, especially if she moved there at a young age and if she's been living there for we'd say at least 20 years now i guess you could pick up an act like you she might didn't pick up move there. there at a young age right that's what bojack points out when she was on set um yeah. that was her young age she was like she spent her childhood on the set of horsing around in la mm-hmm. yeah and then as an adult, she moved there. So, like, you can pick up a slight accent even as an adult. I think it places mm. people do that for sure. But, oh, yeah. I guess is that's probably maybe the her, like, doing the whole accent thing is also just trying to help her, like, get into character, maybe. I forget what the term is called. I feel like we might have mentioned it in one of the earlier Like method episodes. acting? Yeah, method acting. That's the thing. But what is she, she's method acting as Juliet's maid? What was that? Or nurse? Yeah, I, I don't know who Juliet, what the whole thing was I about. I think that's Romeo and Juliet, right? Because Romeo and oh. Juliet, Juliet is like 14 in that. And I think what they're trying to say is that Joelle is too old to play Juliet now. So she is playing Juliet's nurse. Like, I uh, think like wet nurse sort of situation where it's like a her her nanny because she's okay. too old. Okay, interesting. Um, I really, this is just an aside. What really frustrated me about Sarah Lynn was when she, the first thing she says to Joelle is an attack about how she looks oh yeah right she attacks her physical appearance immediately right and then her age and i thought that it was like i'm not shocked but it was very frustrating and i think this is another example of sarah lynn is internalized that critique because she faces it all the time i think as women in society especially a patriarchal society like those are two things about you your appearance Mm -hmm. uh and your age and both of those typically tied together, like you have to look younger than you are, um, mm-hmm. or how we're criticized. But I thought that, like, there's a, there's a, there's two sides to this, right? Like, I was like, as a family, that's such a deeply rude and disrespectful thing to say. 
mm-hmm. but at the same time they seemed like in that scene where bojack said he wanted space and everybody ignored his boundaries and came mm-hmm. in <laughs> that seemed like a dysfunctional family right there right like they were not listening to each other they were yelling and calling but they felt like a family like the type of family that's chaotic and bad but hmm. yeah well um also had some beef with joella when they were younger like she always wanted to play with joella but joella was like yeah, no, you pretty much, well, it was jealous pretty much because Sarah Lynn got all the good parts that, like, so Joelle saw herself as the actor, but yeah. then jo- Sarah Lynn was the one who got all the good parts and all the good lines and stuff. Yeah, because so there she was, was like, young five, and cute and adorable. Yeah. yeah, and there was some jealousy there, and it's like, Sarah Lynn probably got angry from all of that, and of course, with all of the things that she's been told yes. now as an adult, like, yes, it's just like a way to, like, there really isn't a friendship between them no do you ever feel like so this is a notion i think that's come up in a lot of books um mm-hmm. uh, and i i don't wanna like i'm not i don't remember exactly what books but um i think it's in lean in we can cut this out we'll we'll fact check this um and and the concept is that there's very few seats at the table for women right and so what that tends to do is cause people to fight for seats at that table ah okay rather than ask why are there not more seats and i saw someone and i think it's been a while now since squid game has come out so i can spoil people for this a little bit but squid game is a critique of capitalism and everyone ends up talking about you know the game who should have won and i think the real question is why are they fighting for money like why are they why are there so many people in such a dire situation that this is a problem like that should Mm -hmm. be the question right not who is winning this prize Mm -hmm. like that's a distraction from the actual problem and people keep pitting women against each other to sort of distract you from the problem there doesn't have to be only one woman who's the perfect you know amazing actor who's hot and young and can get all the roles there Mm -hmm. could be more you know there are more spots at the table even men who are not conventionally attractive who are overweight they still get roles they can still have you know satisfying complete careers mm-hmm. and so we need to and i know that is this changed a little bit in hollywood but i think we need to have more opportunities like that like that should be the question not mm. we need to pit everybody against each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i think i do agree that that is something we should be focusing on like not just the immediate enemy but like the larger pup- yes puppet master in the in the grand <laughs> in the grand victim of things yes um I hope I didn't spoil Squid Game for any of our listeners, but it's been a while now. I don't think we said anything. You said anything incriminating? Yeah, like, it's not just to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's also hard to a try to tackle the larger thing when yes, and it's easier to, to tackle the things that are within proximity. Yes. Um, and B, it's also like having the mindset to also recognize that there is a larger thing yes versus the just the little thing in front of you yes but like as we we can see that because we are looking removed. in from that yeah outside. we're like one level removed as like yeah viewers. it's so much easier i think when you watch the show to see that and be like oh like this is a problem and i it's funny because you're like i feel like living a situation and watching and observing that situation are two very different things um, I don't yeah. even realize sometimes when I'm like, oh, I'm competing when I don't need to be competing with someone on this or when mm-hmm. I'm having like a dysfunctional conversation with someone where I'm just yelling and I'm like, where is this coming from? And it's really a skill to mm-hmm. 
take a step back and observe and reflect. Yeah, because there's um, um, emotions involved when we're in it. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's so many emotions involved. And that's what makes it so <laughs> difficult for sure. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the fact that Bojack was convinced that this was a reunion special that Herb had written for them? I feel like the whole episode with, with Bojack trying to convince her, trying to make them like, be a family and try to solve Herb's murder, well, quote-unquote yes. murder, yeah. um, and all of that. And I think he also realizes at the end, too, um, was like he's trying to, I guess, fix his mistakes still. Yeah. Because then I, I in season one, he was so, like, he apologized, which the apologize would not take, was not accepted, mm-hmm. and they had a fight, but he was still, like, unhappy with how the relationship was in the end. And I think yeah. this was kind of like, he was kind of like, oh, like, if I can try to get this whole, quote-unquote, family together and, oh, get to the bottom of everything and, like, quote-unquote, save Herb's legacy, it will yes. kind of redeem. Yeah. Yeah. It'll redeem himself. Mm-hmm. It'll help him achieve atonement. And I think the ending where they talk about how death is just meaningless and there's and which makes it terrifying, I thought that was beautiful, right? Mm. Like we search for that redemption, that forgiveness, that closure. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part is realizing sometimes we won't have that. Mm-hmm. Right? I I don't know, Melina, have you if you've lost anyone before? Not close i wouldn't say i have lost anyone close Mm -hmm. but i would definitely say like in the movies and in the stories and all that like they try to make death seem not romantic per se but like this grand thing i see no i had a very romantic notion of death you're right and i Uh i do agree with you it's fueled by a lot of stories um like, I always wanted to do that that Harry Potter thing where at the end of the Deathly Hallows, again, so many spoilers, um, the last brother embraces death and goes with him hand in hand. And I like that notion of death is our ultimate destination and I will not fear it. But, you know, we all fear death in some ways. Um, mm. There are theories about how that fuels a lot of human behavior. But, um, yeah, I brought this up because I lost a family friend when I was in middle school or high school. Mm-hmm. and it was fairly sudden they also had cancer at mm. that time uh, but they did not die of cancer as was the case with her herb was in remission as we know but his death we'll talk about that after this but like <laughs> in the case of her death she was um she wasn't in remission but it wasn't as a result of her uh cancer it was a result of a complication um mm. for like her i think she finished around a chemotherapy and she was on some other drugs i can't recall and her esophagus was closing up mm-hmm. as a side effect of, of some of this medication. And so they decide to put a sten, which is a thing that props open your esophagus so she can eat and drink. And mm-hmm. the sten actually ruptured her esophagus. Oof. And she died of internal bleeding. And it was really sudden. No one expected it. I think my mom went over to her house on like Sunday. And I talked to her the week before and she asked me to come visit. And I hadn't come visit in a while because I was in school. And my, I think when she first got diagnosed, she really told me she didn't want her, me to see her mm-hmm. until like a certain point. Cause she was feeling a little bit bad about, you know, her loss of hair and um, other side effects from chemo. And, you know, she didn't want me to feel discouraged or sad about it. And so she was waiting till she felt better and she felt better enough. She invited me to come see her. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, I haven't seen you in so long. She was, 
um, she was offering to cook for me and um, she used to make us like snacks and we used to go over to her house after school. So it was sudden mm-hmm. and I felt really bad that I hadn't made the time earlier, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I heard about the circumstances of her death, I felt very much like the world was unfair and Mm -hmm. I think I've accepted now that there's going to be no closure like I I don't even blame the doctors I think her her partner had been really upset and he wanted to file like a medical lawsuit Mm. but they're like the unfortunate thing is sometimes these things happen and Mm. she wasn't rushed to the hospital in time like there's so many different side effects right like I don't think it was anyone's fault necessarily but it was a tragedy and the fact that it was sudden makes it difficult for the people who live mm-hmm. and sometimes there is no meaning yeah. sometimes it's sudden which is terrifying mm-hmm. and that definitely did impact my life a lot mm. yeah and you're never, like, I feel, like, a little bit guilty about the fact that I never went to see her before, like, when she asked me to. Um, but I realized there's no way I can ever change that. It's going to be a fact. It's going to just, it's the reality, right? Like, these mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. And I made it a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a intense topic for yes. sure. And, like, I'm sure people who've lost close ones, like, have experienced the same things. And like even if they, like I know even one of my current coworkers, like he's yes. lost or is in the process of losing his uh, grandmother. Like he's mm-hmm. spending as much time as he can with her, yes. but it's like I I feel like like no matter how much time you spend with someone, it's yes. like there's still so much that you could have done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. I think the biggest takeaway is really to make sure you enjoy the time you have with someone. I think the the pandemic for sure has really illuminated that, right? Like mm-hmm. making sure that while you can still see people mm-hmm. or while I, you know, while even if you're far away, making sure to spend the time to actively keep in touch with them, contact with them, especially if they're important to you. Because mm-hmm. um, you never know what could happen. Yeah, you never know what could happen. You don't know uh, the, the future at all. So that was terrifying. Uh, on the topic of, of the sad things, do you think Herb was murdered? So he, his death was that he was driving and yes. he was texting. He was tweeting. Yes. He was tweeting while driving. To describe. And then he ran into a truck full of peanut, peanuts. Yeah. Yes. And then he died from the peanut allergy. Yes. According to his Twitter. Now, first of all, it does sound ridiculous. It does sound a little ridiculous. It's a comedy show. It does <laughs> sound a bit ridiculous. Um, the one thing I do want to point out, when they're in Herb's office, uh-huh. there is a voicemail from his mechanic. Yes. And it says, you know, we've updated the brakes in your car. Uh-huh. They work. They will definitely work unless someone cuts the line. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't think anybody would do that. I'll stop talking about that. And he's very nervous and he stops. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, how will Herb, while he's dying, like if I was dying mm-hmm. from anaphylaxis, which I'm assuming he quote unquote 
did yes. from the peanuts. Yes. Why would you be tweeting that in your last moment? <laughs> he didn't tweet that. I think his last tweet was, he was like, oh my God, I'm tweeting driving. I'm in remission. He was like, oh no, I see this truck. I'm going to hit the truck. Like his brakes failed, which is what I'm saying is sketch. And then he mm-hmm. says, I hope this truck doesn't have peanuts. Oh shit, it has peanuts. And then he died. So I don't like, I think he said, oh shit, it has peanuts. So maybe he was, you're right. When he was in anaphylaxis, he was tweeting. But to me, that also is sus. Like, if it was a premeditated murder, it's like someone hacked in his account to do that. I was that. like, let me make evidence that it have how he died. I was right? The, yeah, when it started with like, oh, he was in he was in remission from his cancer. I was like, oh, thank God. I you know that was immediately the first thought. This is the misdirect that was part of that comedy, right? Um, and then you hear he's tweeting and driving. The moment I heard he was tweeting and driving, I was like, oh, of course, that is the worst way to go. People don't tweet and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't be a distracted driver. I'm I have not slept enough before driving before and it is dangerous. Not sleeping is super dangerous. I now try to make sure I sleep before I drive, especially mm-hmm. on long road trips. Mm-hmm. It is really risky. Melina, you drive every day. Oh, yeah. Do you do you do any of these things? I do not tweet. I do not text when I drive. Yeah, no, be careful cuz yeah. You gotta be safe because you can't trust other drivers. Like you can't they can trust do the craziest drivers. things, so you gotta do what you can to defend yourself. Yeah. You gotta be defensive. You gotta be alert, and you gotta be um, have your your hands in a ready position because uh, mm-hmm. it it's a serious thing when you're driving. Um, and then of course the fact that okay, I think his brakes are a little sketchy. I'm not sure because even with working brakes, you can just collide into a truck. But the fact that he collided in the truck, but it's not the collision that killed him. No, no, no. It's the fact that it's the peanuts on the truck. I'm shocked. Okay, that's the least believable part because the peanuts have to get through the windshield. They have, they're probably wrapped in something inside of the truck, right? Like, they're they're not just like loose, chilling around, you know? Uh-huh. Something's very sus about this death. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to say Herb's death is question mark because when Bojack accused Henry Winkler of murdering Herb, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said, oh no, I was just trying to make sure his manuscript didn't get published. He never said I didn't murder him. <laughs> that is true. Thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not gonna say that Herb was murdered, but I'm not gonna say that he was not murdered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, because at the beginning, like, the way they made, they made it seem was, like, they were pointing at both Henry and also the bear nurse. Yes, with the fur. I actually love that about this episode. Like they made it seem mm-hmm. like oh, it's a mystery, but the the way it ends with just like death being unpredictable is, I think, a good ending for a show. Mm-hmm. But it let led us on that chase where I was like, I think this is going to be a murder mystery solving stuff, and like it's mm-hmm. the bear. Her fur is here, and she was growling <laughs> melodramatically. Like it must be her. Um, maybe she loved him, and you know he was he couldn't be with her because he's gay, and she was emotionally, you know, it was a passion. It was a crime of passion. I don't know. I mean, didn't he also have money? So maybe he was, she was trying to, like, get his money? I don't know. Yeah, I love how we've come up with all these different <laughs> methods. And we blame Cortina. She's done nothing. <laughs> okay, I do want to put one animal catch. Aside from, like, Tina being a bear. Okay. Charlotte gives Bojack her business card. Yes. Okay. And I loved how it said, your dear friend, but dear spelled D-E-E-R. I was like, I love it. But it had no other information on it. And I was like, I don't understand why you'd have a business card. Like, how old is Charlotte? I guess. <laughs> Who does business cards anymore if you don't have, like, a business? Or maybe she had a business. I didn't understand it. But I, I, I think 
I think there's like a trend right now is there was like even if you don't have a business like still give out your card so people will like have a way to contact you if for some reason they need you for whatever reason but why do we paper in this day and age melina i don't know (laughs) you should have like a qr code but just like on your wallet so people can scan it and identify you and then you don't have to hand it out we don't know we don't know what dude none of them look like they have cell phones oh no they do do they I've never seen them. Did they use? Oh, I guess I mean, yeah. Princess Carolyn. Princess does, Carolyn. She's, <laughs> I love how Jinx, she's like the only one. Jinx, we both thought of the same person, <laughs> but she calls other people and they pick up, right? So I think Princess Carolyn is evidence that that cell phones exist. As they hundred percent exist. I mean, they probably exist, but the question is, does everyone use them? Like, I think everyone uses them. Like Bojack? Sarah Lynn was posting on Instagram all the okay, time. Okay, Sarah Lynn's right? different. She's like, she's like, um, like my <laughs> Bojack's like a boomer. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> listeners, if you have evidence of phone usage and we've completely completely missed it in the first season one please um you know dm us on instagram and let us know specifically for the boomers like specifically the for the boomer characters. youngsters yeah. can have it but like the boomers you know <laughs> for the youngsters can have it. you make it sound like we're boomers melina <laughs> we have cell smartphones so we're not boomers uh, all the boomers i know have cell phones <laughs> Not all the ones I know do. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. Let's give him, give him credit. Uh, okay, so speaking of Charlotte, mm-hmm. what did you think about the fact that she lives in New Mexico? I mean, I didn't think much about it. It's like she could move wherever she wants. Like she was saying that she lived in Maine for a bit. Yeah, for like 30 days or something like that. I think she said it was yeah. like a month. Um, yeah. What did you think about Bojack being surprised? Well, for Bojack, it's like, I think it comes back to back in season one. He had his yeah. whole image of like, oh, if I had went to Maine instead and was with Charlotte, and yes. we could have a kid here named Harper, yeah, and all that stuff. Like, and the fact that like that now it's like he's hit with this reality. Like, even if he had went down that path, it wouldn't have happened the way he imagined it because mm-hmm. they weren't in Maine. Yeah, having to deal with all of this like. Not deal, but kind of like all these like imaginations, all these like dreams he had. It's like they're just not what he thought they were anymore. Yeah, I think it's a shattering of this world and this perspective. And I think it's mm-hmm. it's actually a great thought about when we don't see people in our day to day lives. Mm-hmm. I think we make assumptions about where they are, and we make the assumption that they are happy, they've got it all figured out, and that mm-hmm. final decision they told us about is is a static decision for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I'm also to blame for this like I think uh if a friend has told me they're dating someone and they live in a place I meet meet up with them a few years later I assume they're still dating that person you know what mm-hmm. I mean and they're meeting up in that place and I have to keep in mind that things can change people can change you can have completely different and you know likes personalities your whole life can flip upside down in a few months mm-hmm. and as you know, Charlotte says thir- like 30 days she spent a month in Maine and she's like <laughs> it's not working for me and I think that sometimes we forget the capacity for that change um, mm-hmm. in other people. But more poignantly, Bojack's dream of Harper is is gone. Mm-hmm. Poor Harper. Well, in Maine, they could have had a Harper in New Mexico. True. We don't know that. <laughs> yeah. He just has to like have a slightly different outer dream now. <laughs> I also really think Herb is such a great guy because he kept in touch with Joelle. Mm-hmm. He kept in touch with Sarah Lynn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he kept in touch with Bradley really well, but he kept in touch with Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. Wait, did he? With Charlotte? Charlotte basically said she knew about Herb and Bojack's interaction oh, yeah. from Herb. And right, then she right, read right. it in the book. <laughs> right. Right? Yes. So I feel like Bojack really comes off looking bad in this scenario. Yeah. Although it's also interesting because when they were yes. in Herb's office, they saw a picture, like her, like Bojack saw a picture, a photo frame of yes. Bojack. Yes. On the desk. So I think Herb still treasured their friendship. Like I think they weren't complete strangers mm-hmm. right like i think we had that conversation when we talked about uh, i think it was the telescope right um season one mm-hmm. episode nine i don't consider them not friends right well from herb's eyes no like i think like even when you are deep friends with someone like you're you, they were best friends right there's mm-hmm. that whole sequence of after the pilot episode they like jump into the <laughs> the shallow water together yes, and yes. they have that whole sequence and i was like they are truly like good close friends and I think after that, mm-hmm. if you've been falling apart, you don't really, like, you can become, like, you know, you, you become good acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But in their situation, because they had such a sharp severing, I think of them as still ex-friends. And there's still, like, a baggage underlying that, which is different from people who are just, like, two strangers who are not mm-hmm. friends. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that picture is evidence of that. Yeah. Well, that picture is evidence of that. But it seems Bojack, to me, it almost seemed like he was kind of, like, surprised when he saw it there. Like, he wasn't yes. expecting it. I think because Herb didn't forgive him. Uh, I think he was surprised. Because mm. I don't think Bojack realizes that Herb still cared about him as a friend. Yeah. Slight turn, but what did you think of Princess Carolyn's schmoozing? Yes, I was about to say when she said she showed up to the funeral to network, I uh-huh. was like, I, I, I knew immediately. I remembered this arc, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I really hate that people do this. Like, I understand anytime people gather, and you know, in the pandemic, we haven't had a lot of gatherings, and uh-huh. even important events like weddings and funerals have been severely restricted. But it does rub me the wrong way when people use that time to network. I do see how invariably as people talk in social gatherings you do network sometimes Mm -hmm. unintentionally so like you make new friends new acquaintances possibly Mm -hmm. but i love how princess (laughs) carolyn the moment she was attacked by henry winkler was like i gotta backpedal a little bit and she was just gonna be like i won't be that intense Mm -hmm. but what did you think of mr peanut butter egging on princess carolyn he was very sus i thought that was very sus me too do you think he knew princess carolyn was lying was he pushing her on purpose I think he knew. I think he was trying to get her to fail. Given yeah. that he has a dark side. Yes! This seemed very much like that dark side print of Mr. Peanut Butter. He did not seem like Mr. Mr. Nice Guy. He seemed kind of mean to her. Is he a bad person? Is Mr. Peanut Butter bad? Helena, go. I don't know yet. <laughs> I still don't know much about him. <laughs> yes. It's like, I don't have information. I know that there is something going on, especially with the last episode where Todd was like, you taught me yes. think this way. It's like, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. What else did you do, Mr. Peanut Butter? Did you murder someone? Oh, wow. Is he the actual murderer? Oh, man. <laughs> so, well, I loved how also Mr. Peanut Butter straight out when um, Henry Winkler asked him, he was also like, yeah, I didn't really know him. But then he just moved past it. <laughs> oh, my God. And what was oh he doing God. there? What the heck? I, he, I think he was just here to get free food. And he was like, yeah. Just like Todd. I don't even think he really realized it was a funeral. What did you think about Todd's arc this episode? Ah, with his uh, the transformation machine. Yes. That was definitely a placebo effect. Especially because the moment Bojack criticized him, it went. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it just deflated. Yeah. The police people effect can definitely have a strong effect on a person. This is an example of fake it till you make it. Like having that confidence changed so much about Todd. It gave him so much power to get things done. Mm-hmm. And I think it also is a testament to be mindful of what we say to other people, especially when they're close to us. Because Bojack's one line of critique shattered that confidence immediately. I mean, Bojack critiques Todd a lot throughout the entire, <laughs> entire show. Yeah, so what do you think about what's going to happen with Todd then in the future? Do you think any of that's going to change? It's hard to say. I mean, it does seem like he is like getting by like with the Disney World and all that. Like a lot of it is like mm-hmm. by fluke that it didn't end <laughs> terribly. <laughs> yes. It's always by fluke with Todd, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like because everything doesn't everything seems to be like doesn't have a consequence for him either, for Todd either. Mm-hmm. It's like for him like will he keep on doing the same things because it's not really a consequence yet. Yeah. Like before we go completely off the rails on our tangents, uh-huh, Melina, uh-huh. do you think Bojack is good or bad? This episode has not really... Uh, I don't know if my opinion will ever change unless he murders someone. <laughs> okay, I'll keep asking. My second question is, uh, what do you think is going to happen next? There's so many directions I could go. And there really isn't a... It doesn't seem to have really built up to, like, what can happen next. Mm-hmm. I guess we didn't see Diane in this episode. We didn't see Diane. We also haven't seen Wanda. I watched the actual opening this time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Wanda is now in the opening sequence. Oh. Yep, because she moved in, right? Yeah, she did move in. I unfortunately normally just skip openings. <laughs> no, it's fair. <laughs> but I wanted to see this time, and it actually was different. Wanda's in the opening. So we'll find out what happens with her. Do you have any other predictions, though? I know there's so many directions we can go, but any thoughts? No, this whole season was just, like, really out of the blue. Disney World, like, his parents. Disneyland. Like, Disneyland, sorry, his parents. Now this, the family, the the horsing around show. Like, everything's just, like, boom, 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 everywhere. Like, yeah. What is going so on? So you don't know where it's going. So we'll see. We're only on season uh, season two, episode three. So there, we've just started the arcs of the season. I think last season it really started getting into its plot, main mm-hmm. plot, around episode four. So we'll see what you think once we hit next episode. I'm excited, and I hope you're all excited as well as you're waiting for the next episode to come out. See you then. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.